This show is part of the Planetside Podcast Network. For more information, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. And thank you for listening. Welcome to I Shouldn't Have to Say This, where we discuss topics we believe require some critical and nuanced thinking. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at saythiscast at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at saythiscast, and go to saythiscast.com to hear previous episodes. So let's say a business owner has been shut down due to the outbreak for a couple months. They weren't labeled as essential and haven't been able to make any revenue or pay any of the employees since they closed as they are primarily cash for service. Their state has plans to reopen, but the owner feels that the regulations are unfair and overly strict and decides to open in defiance of the stay-at-home order. The authorities come to the business and arrest the owner. In court, the owner is told to apologize for opening early and breaking the order, or they'll risk heavy fines. They refuse as they don't believe they have anything to apologize for. They are fined and sent to jail for a week. Later, we learned that the whole situation was planned. The business owner was contacted by a group opposed to the government orders and was promised legal aid and a stipend if they violated the law. Now, would you consider this a protest or not? And if not, why is that? I shouldn't have to say this, but freedom is the right of all sentient beings, including the freedom to protest, no matter what the cause. Hello, quarantine party people. Too, I shouldn't have to say this. The Chaotic Good podcast where we talk about stuff and things sometimes that don't matter that much, like moral consistency and things that do, like the right to protest. My name is Nicole, and I'm joined here today by my co-host. I'm Genre. Hi. And yes, you don't know how many times that we had to re-record that opening, but... Rest assured, it was a lot, (laughs) but we're done with it now. On today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about broadly moral consistency, meaning having a series of moral beliefs or prescriptions about the way the world should be run that makes sense when you put them next to each other. Just for instance, if you're anti-abortion, you have to be anti-death penalty, or it doesn't make any fucking sense. Things like that. Um, uh, if, your arg- if your argument is that human life is precious and you should never throw away a human life, then you can't just kill people. Okay, in that case, yes. And I think that that's probably the most common one. So like, if you're anti-abortion for reasons that deviate from that massively, leave an angry comment. we i mean reviews actually do help you can go on apple podcasts or or podchaser.com and look us up and leave a review we want your angry reviews we want your good reviews one star is five stars doesn't matter we just need stars yep (laughs) anyways i came to this topic of moral consistency for this week can kind of a roundabout way In the world, on a day-to-day basis, there are probably a lot of things that don't really follow any sort of like coherent moral reasoning. People are hypocritical in regards to their morals all the time, and it doesn't really matter that much. People don't 
super care about it. And that would include me. It's not like a big deal. However, in certain instances, it becomes a bigger deal. And the reason why I decided to talk about this is because in the last few weeks, we've been, you know, in quarantine. I promised that last episode was going to be the last one about coronavirus, but oh, baby, a baby, baby, I lied. Oh, no. The right to protest is one of the few things in America that's upheld in most instances. Now, the amount of friction that you get while you're protesting kind of matters on, like, your skin tone, to be perfectly honest. But, you know, black or white, you do get to do it. Just how fast you get shot just after you start. That's all. Yep. But it is a right that we all have to some degree. And it is a precious one because it is one of our only ways of really voicing civil unrest in a way that is um, protected. It's a part of our free speech which is important, and it's unfortunate when it's abused by morons. In case you have been literally under a rock, throughout major cities in America, there are a lot of conservative protesters currently camped out in front of usually Democratic, uh... Usually in front of state houses and uh, governor's mansions, I think? Yeah, thanks. So they're out there protesting because they want the economy opened because they can't feed their families and because they are so unimaginative that they can't understand that there are ways to make sure that their family can be fed that don't involve dying for capital. Honestly, I think some of them, uh, uh, some of them are just, I mean, I don't think like, I know that some of them are just out there to raise hell. Yeah. Uh, and some of them are, are out there because they have cabin fever because they can't, they can't stand it. That yeah. is a thing. Like, but I don't want to give them a, a lot of the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I mean, that's not really the benefit of the doubt. All of them are very stupid. Even if you have yeah. cabin fever going out there and like rubbing up against like. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, like yeah. it's dumb and it's, it's and it's dangerous. <laughs> it's not just people that are worried about feeding their family. Some of them just don't like being inside and don't like being told what to do. That's because true. as white people, they're not used to being told what to do. Yeah, that's the other big piece. It's probably bigger than the economic anxiety. It's just mm. a lot of people who think that. And I mean, I've seen this literally on a poster on somebody's car, that your health and safety is not more important than their civil liberties. Yeah. Meaning, I want a fucking haircut and I'm going to get it right now because or else I'm going to speak to your manager. Lady, this is the United States. We don't have a manager right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the uh, case of Shelley Luther who uh, who opened up her, her salon. Like a week before the the Texas stay at home order was was lifted, and people are acting like she's like some kind of hero. Yeah. Anyway, I'll link that in the show notes. Yeah. Um. People like that. So you know, very stupid people abusing the right to protest to do something that is patently dangerous, probably not that great, and they usually show up with fucking guns. It's very dumb. And I've seen a lot of liberals and a couple of leftists, but I'd say that this is like uniquely kind of liberal, say these people should not be allowed to protest. They're dangerous. They should be rounded up and tossed in jail or made to self-quarantine. And this is unironically dumber than what the protesters are doing. And that's a really low bar. (laughs) Wow. Okay. 
Our right to protest in the United States is our most important, arguably, right that we have. It's our most effective tool of civil unrest. And it's also probably like, you know, the safest. Mm. You can protest. You just can't throw a Molotov cocktail. And that's pretty dope. There are a lot of places where they can't do that. And so they never get any change due to demonstration. Our right to peaceful demonstration is really important. And so long as those protesters are engaging in peaceful demonstration, which they like high key aren't, but whatever. Peaceful demonstration when they have guns strapped to your back. That's great. I mean, that's body armor. That's stretching the limits right there. But like, I'm willing to say, yeah, because they haven't shot anybody yet. But that right is super important. So why is that right really important? Why do we have to be morally consistent on this one? Why, if we want to protest about like, gun laws or like women's rights believing scientists etc why do we then have to maintain that moral consistency when it comes to these um dangerous whack balls people redacted i had a list of slurs that i shouldn't say (laughs) i'm willing to admit that to you i'm an edgy girl but i'm not that edgy (laughs) what's the plural noun for karen rins (laughs) i don't know them fucking karens um out there (laughs) protesting those uh, those um fridge love fridge temp iq buffoons etc we're going out there protesting um yeah we're going into the list but also they're very stupid but they should still be allowed to protest because everything that you care about and that you would like demonstrated in favor of or against is also perceived as dumb and dangerous by somebody else. True. Let us return to the Women's March, something that the majority of us will support. Is that the one like that just after Trump got elect, uh, got uh, installed? Yeah. And they were all wearing the pussy hats? Yeah. Fuck the pussy hats. Mm. All women don't have pussies. Also, all women don't have pink pussies. True. But there are a lot of people in this country that thought that that was a stupid and dangerous protest. Stupid because fuck women and they don't need rights and Donald Trump is perfect and isn't going to threaten your rights and dangerous because, oh God, there are black people there. I'm so very (laughs) scared. In a world where... All you need is for the state to say, this is stupid. Let's go break it up. I guarantee you that all of those millions of people that attempted the Women's March in the United States would have gotten mowed down by the police. Yeah. There's no question about it. They just skip the middleman of prison. They just shoot your ass. If that crowd was a lot browner. Yeah. And if it got closer to the Capitol, then yeah, there would have been there would have been violence. Definitely. No question. But one of the things that shields us from that sort of action is our right to protest universally, no matter how stupid it appears. Mm -hmm. Part of this is because of the way our legal system works. You have to set a precedence and then you have to stick to that unless you'd like to change the precedence. So say Illinois decided that the protesters in front of the state building were being dangerous and were a danger to themselves and others, and therefore it would be valid and fair to break them up. They brought this to a judge and the judge said, yeah, sure, constitutional, whatever, go for it, which would never happen. Mm. But let's say it did. And so they get rounded up 
And in a few years, once this coronavirus thing has all been wrapped up and something else stupid happens, a bunch of black people take to the streets to protest the death of a unarmed black kid. And it's a ton of black people in a protest. And the white people, without any sort of um, pretense or real logic behind it, say, I think that this is dangerous. They're a danger to themselves and others. They're rioting. We have to break them up. Well, because the precedence is set that something is dangerous to themselves and others, then they can come and break up that protest. And they'll probably do it a lot rougher than they would have done it to the um, freedom protesters Yeah, in 2020. Therefore, moral consistency in this respect is very important. But yeah, legal precedence is, uh, I think, is an important tool that we need in our society. Yeah. Because it can guide our actions, but that precedence needs to be set in a in an ethical way and in a way that will not harm the future so setting the precedent like you said of hey that these people might might be dangerous to themselves or others that's pretty much every protest in some in some way you can say that about pretty much any protest. So that means every protest can be broken up. Exactly. It's really important to not change the law because of something that's happening in this one instance, but conceivably could be bad in the future. For instance, I think that the strongest argument for the Electoral College that I still disregard for reasons that I won't get into is that it's not always a given that the majority will be right. Mm. That sometimes the minority will have the better moral prescriptions or some shit. And the tyranny of the majority is something to be feared. Now, the tyranny of the majority was in regards to, like, making sure that white people could keep control from, like, the huge population of black people in the South. But the the point stands. The majority of people at some point thought that slavery was right. Conceivably, there is a world where these people all individually could vote directly, and they were voting on a moratorium against slavery. And they said, no, we like slavery, because they're the majority. Mm -hmm. So then it is fortunate that that is not how our democracy works, is it? Yeah, there are obviously issues, especially with the tyranny of majority, with the Civil Rights Act. You know, like Johnson said, we just lost the South with that because the majority of people did not want that, especially in certain areas of the country. But it was still right to do. Yeah. The tyranny of the majority, for instance, is probably the most persuasive argument for the Electoral College. The idea that the majority of the country will not always be right that they won't always have the correct answers or the ethical solutions to problems that we face. For instance, the majority of this country is fucking racist. Yeah. The majority of this country is transphobic. The majority of this country is not leftist and do not support the same things that leftists support. Yeah. There's more work to be done on that front, but that does not mean I'm making an argument for the Electoral College. It's more complicated than that, but that is the most persuasive argument that they have available to them. So from this, we can say one year we lose an election, even though we had the popular vote. That's not great. 
But should we move to abolish the Electoral College and just go straight to a one-to-one voting system? Probably not, because the majority isn't always right. The majority could have voted for Trump, but they didn't. But it's conceivable that they could have. It's conceivable they could vote for the worst candidate ever. Worse than Trump. Worse than anything that we can imagine. Mm -hmm. It is conceivable. It happens. And so it's important that we have some sort of failsafe against something like that happen. Now, the failsafe argument can go too far, of course, because the Electoral College is not a failsafe anymore. It just um, means that the majority of votes in the United States don't really count for shit. But the, the point still stands. It's important not to make decisions rashly in the moment because something is irritating. It's important to look towards the future and see how that could affect us. When you're working in a system of justice, quote-unquote, like we are in the United States. See our last episode on empathy and how you should not use that in your system of ethics. We're not saying to not be emotional here, but you probably shouldn't be super emotional when it comes to these things. Be emotional like you need a you need a combination of your heart and your head. Don't forget your head. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about the fun moral consistency argument that I think is super fun um, and is probably not that important to the argument that I'm going to be eviscerating. (laughs) So without further ado, let's talk about veganism. Strap in. Here we go. So first of all, just to preempt this, vegans are right. It's probably a good idea to stop eating meat. The amount of harm that we cause animals is pretty horrific. A lot of animals have a sense of self and are sentient in a way, and we put them through an immense amount of suffering as a result of factory farming and such. The way that our relationship between like livestock and humanity first developed was kind of a equal give and take. We protect the animals from their natural predators. We feed them. They got to die at a certain point, but after they get to propagate the species, most likely. So that's a pretty good deal. Now, I mean, we still do those things, but we also give them a miserable life where we pump them full of antibiotics because we can't be arsed to give them enough room to walk around. I think I personally, as a constant meat eater, I think that we could do better with our farming with animals. Um, I think that we could. I think that it it is important to take care of the animals that we consume. I am completely fine with eating meat completely yeah and if we ever come to a time where um synthetic meats taste good and are affordable i'll be on that train Mm. personally so i i think that vegans are ultimately like more right than they are incorrect however they don't make very good arguments in favor of veganism do they no (laughs) um so today we're going to be talking about like Ethical consistency when it comes to veganism. So one of the arguments that a lot of vegans use a lot of the time is that um, veganism reduces suffering. Therefore, it is the right thing to do. And if you are vegan, you are correct in doing the right thing. And if you are not vegan, you are not correct and not doing the right thing and are contributing to suffering. 
Typically in this analysis, they don't really take any other types of consumption into account. And so vegan, little check mark next to it. Meat eater, little X next to it. And that's as, as deep as they go. This is a super flawed way of thinking about consumption for a lot of complicated fucking reasons. But number one, they would never do this with any type of consumer product other than meat. Yeah. Yeah. So just to like you, my friend, my my listener, look around whatever room you're in. You're probably in a place with your belongings since you are at home. And if you aren't, I fucking hate you. Or like, I don't know, <laughs> if you're an essential worker, more power to you. Love you. Stay they, safe. They could be on a run listening to us. They they, they could be listening to us. If you're on a run, use like- a fucking mask. The white people that run around my um, house in this neighborhood they never wear a mask and it makes me want to kill them oh screw them it makes me want to fucking shoot them in the head oh my god in minecraft um anyways (laughs) (laughs) they could be listening in a few months you know checking out the backlog that's true if you're checking out the backlog like hey what's good anyways um just like i don't know look at what the the clothes that you're wearing did you weave it by hand from wool that you got from an alpaca that you raised in your backyard and knew since the moment it was born and like raised ethically throughout its entire life without ever making any mistakes? If your answer is no, then you're engaging in unethical consumption because your shirt, your pants, your underwear were probably made by some kid in a sweatshop somewhere in the world probably china maybe india if your answer is yes yeah damn if you have a (laughs) if you have a cell phone the sapphire that is in the battery of the phone that you most certainly have and are probably listening to this with that was made through the child slave labor of african children in some godforsaken country for where a Canadian mining company is like brutalizing the children on a daily basis to increase production. Yeah. You're engaging in all sorts of unethical consumerism constantly because, and I hate to use this phrase, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. It does not exist. We are fully divorced from the material circumstances that bring things into our lives. I could spend 1,000 hours trying to figure out how this Libby brand sapphire cup that I am drinking tea out of. And then I would need to buy different tea because this isn't a tea bag. And then I would need to figure out how the tea was sourced. And I could do all of that and spend the rest of my life trying to figure out if this was ethically sourced, which it isn't. No shit, it wasn't. But does that give me many alternatives? Hell no. (laughs) I mean, even if you shop at the farmer's market, maybe you're buying your turnips and your turnip man is a fucking rapist. You're putting money in his pocket to go rape people. (laughs) You son of a bitch. You're doing that. You see how complicated it is? Wow. (laughs) I'm just saying, it's really, really complicated. (laughs) No matter what you do, when you take the money that you made, probably through unethical means, like even if you're just a worker, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm just saying like we all had to do unethical shit all the time. 
my work is working for a pretty ethical B certified corporation. That still means that I have to use the internet and I have to save things on servers that contribute towards global warming on levels that no individual can ever hope to surmount. Does that make me a bad person? Not, I mean, not for that. I think a vegan would probably, I mean, I think a vegan <laughs> would probably say, yeah. Or in order to be ethically consistent, you'd have to say, yes, everybody who engages in unethical consumption, which is literally everybody, is a bad person for engaging in unethical consumption. Now, I don't think I've ever said this on this show, Uh-oh. but I think that a moral system that is coherent and useful has to cover a few points. It has to be correct. I like it if it would be consistent. I mean, like, that's not really, doesn't matter to people. Nobody really cares about moral hypocrisy that much. Maybe if you're like 15, you just learned the word hypocrisy, but all 15 year olds are fucking hypocrites anyway. So fuck them. People are are pissed about moral consistency when it's something that they disagree with. That's basically when people get mad about moral inconsistency. Yeah. Or when they don't have an argument. So they just gesture vaguely at uh, hypocrisy. But like, really, it's not an argument. Anyways, moral hypocrisy doesn't fucking matter. However, it has to be right. You have to have justifications for the majority of it. I don't expect justifications for like the core of your belief system. Like, for instance, I would like people to be happy and safe. I can't really justify those. They're just things I think are are pretty neat. (laughs) But everything else that I believe in, I can justify by those basic principles, also known as axioms. Widening your horizons, my friends. Vocab words. Gotta love the vocab words. Yeah, so they need to be justified. They should be consistent. It doesn't really matter if they're consistent. Nobody gives a shit about like moral consistency. Moral hypocrisy is very popular. I mean, it's kind of difficult to do but you should make a best effort but it also needs to be helpful to people and it shouldn't make them feel like shit constantly (laughs) (laughs) so if everybody is a bad person for engaging in consumerism of any sort because it's all unethical it's almost impossible to engage in ethical consumerism most of the time then like That's a bad moral system. Everybody can't be a bad person but you and your moral system. That's really shit, man. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, even if it is, you're probably a bad person. You're just ignoring the ways in which you're a bad person. And even if you do acknowledge that you're a bad person, why is that useful to anybody? You will never achieve any level of political uh, efficacy if all of your prescriptions just kind of boil down to you're a bad person for doing anything enjoyable or anything pleasurable, so fuck you, but also change your entire way of life to be better. Yeah. Instead, I'd say veganism, the more common reasons for like supporting veganism are kind of stupid, or the ways that people advocate for veganism are kind of stupid. I know a lot of vegans that are really smart and really cool and really great, and you know what they tell people? You should eat less meat if you can. If you can totally cut out meat out of your diet, I think that that'd be really cool. But you know, you should also pay attention to where your fruits and vegetables come from. Have you considered gardening? Do you have a backyard? You should consider some gardening. 
Here are some heirloom tomato seeds. You know, just some shit that gives people the tools to consume in a more sustainable and healthy manner without also making them feel like shit for doing it. It is a nice thing to eat less meat, but it does not make you a bad person to eat meat. Just like it'd probably be cool if we could use less African slave labor to create the batteries for our phones, but it does not make you bad for using a cell phone. You're not a bad person for that. You need a cell phone. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) In today's world, yes. We argued for high-speed internet for everybody in the first episode of this series. That is incredibly dirty for the world. The, the, the construction, the, the elements that you need, the like heavy earth elements that everybody needs to make that run. It's, but it's still needed in the world that we've built. Yeah. Now we can argue about how the world should be built and how we can improve the way that our world is built. However, none of that has to do with what you have to do on a daily basis in order to function and not literally die in the Mm -hmm. society that we have right now. You really have two options in a system that is like wholly unethical and which you have no control over. You can lay down and die, or you can try and figure out ways to survive in that society and move it a little bit closer to your way that the world should be. So, if you don't think that anybody should engage in unethical consumption, I don't know, man. I don't even know how to construct a vision of that that makes any sense. Maybe you construct a little wooden hut from (laughs) refuge you found in the uh, junkyard or some shit and you paid with money that I have no idea how you made it because I probably did something unethical to make it. But like, (laughs) let's say you didn't. You pay it with money that was ethically made. Um, You build your little hut, you don't have plumbing, you don't have internet, you don't have any metal in the house probably. No running water, I mean, God forbid, do you know, do you know how (laughs) what goes into indoor plumbing? Holy shit. And like, God, you probably wouldn't be compensating the workmen you'd need to set that up unless you personally are a plumber. But even then, complications. And God, you'd need to like source some seeds with absolutely no weird shit going on in the background couldn't be from monsanto nope heirloom seeds from your grandpappy's farm who he procured through completely ethical standards and then you plant and that's all you eat ever and then somehow you also have a completely balanced diet and never drive cars and never take public transit and never do anything because that's what you would need to do to be a good person all the time also don't you dare kill a single bug even on accident (laughs) you terrible person (laughs) basically you're saying like it's impossible what the fuck basically you're saying form a cult you're saying make a cult make a make a make a nature cult you know i forgot a really important part you need to get property but there are there is no there's literally no ethical way to acquire property in the state because private ownership of property is like not great (laughs) it's all stolen (laughs) land from native americans if you live in like the western hemisphere so like just i guess i guess your only option is to die if you want to like hold yourself to your standards you are a native american then you can do that is that that was where your ancestors just were then you, you can mitigate that part you can as long as it's like a reservation or something i mean like i don't want you to like 
roll up. Even to reservations, like, they were like a lot of Native Americans aren't from those reservations. I know, but like if, but like I'm just like because even if you were Native American and you moved to like your ancestral your ancestral homelands and there was like a white person in there, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could buy it from them, but then you need to like bulldoze the property. I mean, it's 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 really fucking complicated. Nothing makes sense. Just stop it just, will never just, make sense nope you can never hold yourself to that standard and so it's a useless standard to even have all it does is make you feel unhappy and all it does is make you look at other people as if they're worse than dirt also vegans consumption habits are fucking miserable holy shit <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about quinoa Quinoa's literally, like, destroying the biodiversity of many South Asian countries. But, I mean, go off with your animal rights bullshit. Fuck the fishing cat. Whatever. I'm done. <laughs> you have some some feelings about vegans? Is yeah. That <laughs> yeah. Uh, I shouldn't have to say this, but, like, fuck your weird standards that can't actually be applied to anybody living or dead and fuck you <laughs> if you make people feel bad for eating meat and you use anything that was sourced through unethical means which you most certainly do that's right okay also someone called the cops on that turnip guy man fuck the turnip guy all right so let's take a breath And we're going to talk about something that is really making us happy uh, right now. So, Nicole, what you got? What's making you really happy right now? Well, um, I guess a couple of things. I just had a birthday, so that's exciting. I'm officially in my late 20s. Wait, um, it was your birthday? Yeah. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Last week. Oh, you man. You people don't get to know the day. Um <laughs> No, seriously, that's like an important cybersecurity thing. Don't fucking post about your birthday. Anyways, yeah. second of all, my dog's been pretty cute lately. Um, I've been spending some extra time with Nora lately. I've been playing with her more often and kind of just like giving her the type of attention which she craves with that level of intensity exactly. Mm -hmm. And she's been really cute lately. She's been like hitting me up at like a smooth four o'clock beating the shit out of me for like cuddle time she's been waking up cuddling with me and then saying let's play with the ball mom she's been good on her walks Aww. it's just been, it's been really fucking nice um, and like it reminded me of something super important specifically for like all of us who are spending a lot of time inside now with pets um don't forget to pay attention to your fucking pets like, they're good sleeping, <laughs> but, like, if you notice them starting to act out, it's because you aren't paying enough attention to them. And it can be really easy to stop paying attention with your animals when you, like, spend a lot of time at home because, like, you feel like, I'm here. Like, you, we talk. <laughs> I, I give you the food. It's fine. But no, they need some special TLC, like spend some time playing yeah. with them and shit. My dog is a basket case. She has a lot of emotional problems and it's been really good for her to just have an extra layer of like attention during the day. So that's made me really happy because she's doing pretty well. That's great. Also, she had a lump and it wasn't cancerous. So, oh, excellent. 
That is even better. Pretty happy about that. What do you have, genre? Well, a little while ago, I talked about 3D Bot Makers, this racing channel. Um, They uh, put up Hot Wheels cars and put them down a racetrack. And basically, they have announcers and talking like they're like NASCAR and things like that. It's really, really, really fun. And something that uh, me and my wife have gotten into doing is watching these together like we've saved up the the videos to uh so we can both watch them together at the same time uh we cheer on our favorite uh car and racer we do this with gels marble racing as well the marble racing and i'll have both of these linked in the show notes uh for everybody to enjoy but it's really cool these 15 these three to 15 minute videos that we can both sit down in and and cheer on and and uh have just a good wholesome time um and it just made me think of how during this time of the pandemic and the covid and the whatever we are we should really take time to you know get in touch with our loved ones you know oh yeah so i think that uh i think that's really important and seriously the the racing i i love the racing a lot <laughs> it's so much fun i like yeah anyway um that's my thing it's been really nice uh it's been uh really cool um hanging out with her and and watching the races and uh looking forward to that every weekend so thank you so much for listening to i shouldn't have to say this if you want to know more about today's topic there's going to be some links in the show notes that you can see with the podcast if you want to listen to other episodes you can go to saythiscast.com if you have any thoughts or opinions or suggestions or anything there are a few ways you can get in touch with us you can email us at saythiscast at gmail.com uh, you can follow us on twitter at saythiscast and I just set up a page on podchaser.com if you want to go there, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you uh, listen on Stitcher or anything, you're you're able to leave comments. We would love to to see reviews. It actually really helps the show out. So please leave some reviews and we will definitely read them. And if you'd like to support the show, then you can go to patreon.com slash cast and contribute to the Patreon. We have different levels of things. Uh, you can hear the episode early. Once we get some patrons, we're going to start producing an additional podcast every once in a while just for patrons. Uh, that is just going to be Nicole complaining about states and cities. That should be fun. <laughs> And um, you can also go to ko-fi-coffee.com. And if you want to give us like a one time donation for the for the show, like I said, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, Let's get Nicole a mic stand. Please. Let's 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 do that. That's that's the first goal. (laughs) Getting Nicole a mic stand. Yeah. (laughs) Nicole, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Jack of Three Trades, and that's three as in the number. You can find me on Twitter at 
press start lock. You can also find me on Twitch on press start Morlock. Uh, twice a week, I have a political chat. So if you like listening to this episode or this series, then you'll we really enjoyed that as well. Um, all of the music on our show is by Mustin. If you want to hear more or purchase any of the music that you hear, go to store.mustinenterprises.com. I shouldn't have to say this is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network, planetsidepodcast.com. Fuck the turnip guy, fucking rapist. Jesus. Jesus. Why are you giving him money for turnips that even aren't, aren't even that good? Terrible fucking person paying Jesus. your turnip, man. God. Yeah. <laughs> Should have bought the mushrooms from the mushroom woman. She's actually a pretty good person. What kind of mushrooms? Not psychedelic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like mushrooms, so I couldn't really think of one off the top of my head. Trumpet mushrooms. Trumpet mushrooms. That's what she had that week. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I really am done. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> I hate Megan so much. <laughs> <laughs>